Hallelujah. Well, this is the moment you've been waiting for. You've seen it all over social media. You've seen it all over the web. God has done a mighty miracle in our midst. And just like these were baptized in Jesus' name, this man that I'm about to introduce was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. When he came up out of the water, God did an amazing miracle. His name is Brother James Drain. And I want to welcome him tonight. We're going to play the video of when God healed him. You're going to see the very moment that God healed him. And then he's going to come up and give his testimony. Let's make him welcome tonight. Amen. James Drain. That's me in the video. Um, but my story isn't what's going on here. The story is about what the Holy Ghost is still doing in this world today. Okay. So at my church, um, there have been many healings. There was a guy with a lame leg, and we laid our hands upon that man. And he started sprinting around the place. Like he did laps around this place. There's another, there's another man who has a back with a misaligned spine and, and spinal damage. And uh, people laid his hands upon him. And then he, he stood there for a little bit. And then all of a sudden he felt like he was shoved in the back, went face first on the ground. He jumped up into the air looking behind him to try and figure out who had done it. Jumped up into the air. That guy carries boxes around now for the food pantry, like every time. There's a woman in our church who suffered so much from depression that she tried to kill herself six times. Six times she tried to kill herself. God wouldn't let her go. But then the people of God in our church laid hands upon this woman and she started crying, but she was crying tears of joy. She'd been released from it. She doesn't feel that anymore. Now, you guys all know Acts 2.38, but I'm so grateful for Acts 2.39. For the promises unto you and your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord God shall call. That's what's up. So I do, I had multiple sclerosis, or I don't know, I had multiple sclerosis. I'm still going to the doctors. I already went back to some of the doctors. Um, I went back to my primary care doctor, and she has me going to the rest of them. Uh, I went to the optometrist just the other day, and I don't have 20-20 vision. I only have 20-25 vision. So, this is what Jesus is doing this very day. This is what Jesus is doing today. Today, the, world, the Lord is still doing these things. Every day. Every day. Having faith, believing on Jesus. That's what it's about. So, so when I got baptized, people laid their hands upon me before I went under that water. But I prayed my own prayer when I went under that water. I said, Jesus, I know I can't do much, but whatever I can do is for you from now on. Whatever I can do, I do it for you from now on. I came up out of that water, and it's a lot more I can do now. Now, 
Now I'm here to do it. And I'm not gonna stop, ever. I'm doing it for Jesus forever. I've been healed. So, that's the same Jesus, that's the same Holy Ghost working in Clawson, the same one working in Pottscamp, Mississippi right here. The people of God, the men of God, they're here to tell you. Now, the person who put me under that water is right here on this stage, right here. Uh, he, he, he baptized me, importantly, in the name of Jesus Christ. Right? I've been baptized before. I was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But that didn't do the trick. That didn't do the trick. It didn't do the trick about whatever I needed in my body, but it also didn't do the trick about what I needed in my soul. And I came out of that water. I came out of that water. I spoke in tongues. I yelled to the Lord. And Jesus did what he wanted with me, and he's going to keep doing what he wants with me, and I'm going to follow him every step of the way from here on out. That's the miracle. That's the true miracle. That's the thing that means everything to me, right? That's the miracle that means more to me than my sight does. So I've been washed clean in the blood of Jesus. And I walk with him for the rest of my life. I walk with him for the rest of my life. Well, and I mean... You just got to be near the people of God. You got to be near, near the power of the Holy Ghost. It's real. It's real, just as real today as it ever was. Just as real today as when a Pentecost happened the first time. So we just got to believe. We got to be strong. We got to be strong in our faith, and we got to listen to these men of God. And I think right now we could listen to this man of God right here, Pastor Stephen Traxel. Come on, let's put our hands together for the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Hallelujah. Come on, he's still working, folks. Come on, he's still on the throne, the high lifted up. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory to your name. Glory to your name. You may be seated. I'm going to preface this before I even get started. This morning we left Detroit, Michigan, early this morning. And... Uh, Started with thought I had allergies and uh, progressing through the day, my congestion has gotten so bad. Uh, perhaps an attack from the enemy for this night that we're here speaking about miracles that the man of God bringing you the message isn't feeling great in his body. Most people would not show up if they have a sickness, but I was going to miss this night for anything in the world and so I'm here tonight and the same thing that try to keep you away from church you're here tonight you made it tonight to the house of God I believe God is going to do a great work of, of any nights and of any church that I'd want to be 100% and be here I'm preaching behind the desk and pulpit of the great men of God that we count as heroes of our faith. I give honor tonight to Bishop Wilson. Bishop Wilson loved the Wilson family. I give honor tonight to your pastor, Pastor Vasquez, one of my friends, a hero of the faith, and also Brother Hughes, great man of God that I'm so thankful I've had the opportunity to meet over the last several uh, months that we've got to know each other. Great man of God. And you wonderful people here at Potts Camp, Mississippi. This is my first time ever being here. And what a beautiful congregation, sanctuary. God is doing wonderful things here at Potts Camp. I'm so glad that you're here tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for being here today. I was not praying for a miracle when Brother James received his miracle. I'm glad I wasn't. Because if that were the case, I'd be getting phone calls saying, Brother Traxel, you have to pray for me because your hand brings healing. It wasn't like that. Brother James felt the need for baptism because he wanted his sins to be washed away. And when he came up out of the water, the Lord, the Lord did a God thing. Listen, folks, don't think 
that you have to have a special evangelist, a special revival, a special minister, a special man of God. I'm telling you, you serve a God that if you keep showing up and you keep doing what you know to do, there's a God of miracles in the house. You don't know that that night might be the night that you get exactly what God wanted to give you, but you got to show up. You got to be there. You got to expect it. And God, when you least expect it, will pour out a miracle on your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Going with me to the book of, of Acts chapter number 3. Acts chapter 3. Again, so glad to be in the house of the Lord. We are so thankful that this church, uh, you've opened yourselves up to us for our uh, Southern Regional Missions America Conference, all about church planting and church growing. If you are interested in church planting or church growing, Please join us this weekend. We're going to hear a lot of great things from many great men of God. Amen. Acts chapter 3, verse number 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. A certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go to the temple, asked in alms, and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. The formula is still the same. The formula is still the same. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple and entered with him into the temple and walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Finally, verse 10. And they knew that it was he which sat by alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. It was a great moment. They were in awe. They saw a notable miracle. But tonight, I want to talk to you tonight on this topic, simply this, something greater than miracles. There is something that God is doing that's greater than miracles. Can everyone say, man, to read the word? You may be seated. It has been over almost two months since we've seen the notable miracle that you saw behind us, our church is just a basic church. We love Jesus. And we proclaim his name. We baptize in Jesus' name. Brother James was obedient to the word of God and wanting his sins to be washed away, was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ according to Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Now, once he came up out of the water... People watching him thought he was seeing angels. He's seeing visions. He leaned back to me and says, Pastor, don't say anything. I think I can see. <laughs> wait, wait, don't say anything. Don't, don't, don't say anything. He said, look around. And then way down in the bottom of the church area, he says, I see some flags down there. And there's no way he could have seen those. I was squinting to see those flags. God had healed him. Now, he had been legally blind for his eyesight had started going about 12 years ago. But it was the government sent their doctors to check him out and said, you're legally blind. You can no longer drive a car. He was declared legally blind. He could see nothing out of his left eye and only partially could see just bits and pieces, shards of sight out of his right eye. He could not see faces clearly. Back when we first came in, he said when we first came to church, uh, he'd only been coming, you've only been coming to church for eight months, nine months. Said when he first came to church, in order to figure out who people were, he would try to figure out the shape of your head and memorize your voice. <laughs> Couldn't see you, but he could recognize the voice and know who he was talking to. He needed magnifying, a magnifying glass to read anything. And the government called him disabled. But I want to know what does God say? Yeah. 
Listen, folks. We put so much credit in people that know things out of the school books. We put so much credit in our doctors and lawyers and judges. I'm telling you, I want to know what does God say in your situation? Listen, don't give up hope because some doctor has, has declared some sickness in your life. I'm telling you, there's a God that's got the final word. There's a God that says, I'm not done yet. There's a God that's still working. But I want to know, what does God say in your situation? So it was standing there in the pool of baptism that everyone could see the moment James realized that what he was experiencing was real. It was a God miracle. There is nothing that reveals heavenly presence in the earth like a miracle. There's nothing that makes headlines like an unexplained phenomenon that cannot be reasoned by human understanding or scientific calculations. And I believe as we, as a people of God, Jesus' name call folks, continue to seek the glory and power of God to move among us. I believe that we are going to see more things that can't be explained except but God. How did it happen? I don't know. I just know God did something. How did you have how did you get that job? I don't know. All I know is but God did something. How, how can you be healed? I don't know. I just know that God. Come on, folks. We need to start living in a place where the only one that can deliver us is a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. The only thing that gets credit is but God moved in my life. But God moved in my life. Listen, there have been about, from our calculations, 4 million views. 4 million views of this wonderful miracle of a man seeing for the first time clearly in many, many years. And because... Four million people stopped to watch this video. It tells me that people in our world, in our, in our country, in the rest of the world are hungry. They're tired of church as usual. They're tired of rehearsed songs and empty sermons. They're tired of fleshly church programs and traditions that are repeated over and over yet without any real power. What our world is looking for is a real demonstration of God's holy power. And I'm glad I can come to Potts Camp, Mississippi and I can tell this world, hey, we've got that power that you're looking for. We've got that glory that you're looking for. I'm telling you at the name of Jesus, everything in your life can be put together again. We have that power. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Mark 16, 20, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. When the church allows and aligns themselves through prayer and fasting, walking with Jesus, he will give us miracles as part of that relationship with him. It's nothing new. Mark 16, 17 says, these signs shall follow them that believe. Listen, miracles don't cause us to believe in God more. Miracles just simply confirm to us what we already know. That God is still working. That God is still in charge. That God's still on the throne. Hi, 
high and lifted up, it just bolsters our faith in what we already know. And that that ought to put some peace in your heart because we're living in a crazy world. The government is nuts. The, The school systems are nuts. The world may be falling underneath us, but there's one thing I can put my feet upon. It's Jesus Christ is still in control of every situation. That Jesus Christ has the power in his hand when the world is crazy. That Jesus Christ can bring normalcy to your life. Hallelujah. Now, miracles are wonderful. It's, we, we, we pray for miracle signs and wonders. I've been, and I'll tell you this, Bishop. It was a few days after, the week before that, we, we went on a prayer and fasting week with the church. We're going to try to do that quarterly with our church. A week of prayer and fasting. One night's the ladies, one night's the men's, one night's the youth. And then Saturday night was family prayer with the, with, the, with, the, with the focus on miracle signs and wonders. Wasn't too long after that that Brother James got, was baptized in Jesus' name. And the Lord re- answered our prayers when we sought him. Miracles are wonderful. But I'm preaching tonight something greater than miracles. And uh, I want to show you a few things in the word of God that will cause miracles to be a simple subplot in a greater story for mankind. I know this because heaven knows there is something more powerful than a miracle. And this is when someone is born again in the name of Jesus Christ. Miracles get the views. Miracles get the clicks. They get the likes. They get the thumbs. I I get that. We know that. But Jesus used miracles for two reasons. One, to show that he was God in the flesh. And two, to get people to stop long enough to hear the plan of salvation. Now, if a miracle doesn't cause someone to repent and get saved, all it was was a really neat experience that no one can explain. It will be gone in a few years. It may run its course, and then it's over. But I don't believe now, the interesting thing about this whole thing was, I know it's a God moment because the, the young lady, Sister Carissa, who videotaped this whole thing, it was her first time saying, you know what, I want to get some B-roll for the church, and I just want to do a baptism. And so this is the first baptism she recorded. Listen, there, there is no accident that God allowed that to happen. And the only reason God allowed that to happen is because he's hungry to reach souls that they might be water baptized in Jesus' name and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Listen, folks, yes, I love miracles just like everybody else. But, oh, God, I rejoice over someone that's baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I get happy over someone. That gets filled with the Holy Ghost. Evidence of speaking other tongues. That's greater than a miracle. That's greater than the miracle. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. We know the Bible says about Jesus that it says this in 4 and 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What did Jesus start doing at the beginning of his ministry? He started out with preaching. He started out with repentance. He was a preacher. That's what Jesus started out with. But look at what verse number 23 says. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him. Who? 
Oh, healing matter of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Do I, did I give you the next verse? By chance? Not, maybe not. And what happened? It's okay. What happened? They started bringing to him all the people that were sick in their body. It doesn't say they came to Jesus to hear another sermon. Doesn't say his fame was because of how good of a preacher he was. But the moment he started doing miracles, the moment he started healing the sick, all of a sudden people wanted to get around him. Why? Because he was a miracle worker. That, that, that's what draws people. Miracles draw people. That's how he got the crowd that he got. But if you look at the fifth chapter and the beginning of the next chapter, the Bible says when he saw the crowd, he sat down and taught them. Why would he do miracles? Because he wants to teach them about the kingdom of God. He will do a miracle to get a crowd, but that's not as important as being taught the word of God. Jesus realized, I'll do a miracle, but more importantly than that, I want to bring you to repentance. I want to bring someone to water baptism in my name. I want to get someone full of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, the plan of salvation is the greatest joy that heaven knows. The plan of salvation is the greatest message that this world will ever hear. We've got to go out and tell someone about Jesus. But it's miracles, miracles that people go after. Nicodemus, ruler of the Jews, in John chapter 3, 1 and 2, came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that you're a man of God, for no man can preach the sermons like you preach them, except God be with them. No, he didn't say that. He said, we know you're a man of God because no one can do the miracles. <laughs> After all Jesus spoke, and all this guy wants to do is point out his miracles. Do, do another hat trick, Lord. Do another, all these things you're doing. Jesus didn't miss a beat. Okay, Nicodemus, you came here because you're interested in miracles. But I say, except a man be born of the water and the spirit. Listen, folks, there's something that Jesus cares more about uh, than blind eyes being open uh, and deaf ears being unstopped. Uh, I want to know, uh, have you been born uh, of the water uh, and of the Spirit? Uh, have you gone down uh, in the name of Jesus Christ? Uh, because there's something greater than miracles. Eighth chapter of Acts. Eighth chapter of Acts. Philip is preaching to the city of Samaria. And the Bible says all the people gave heed to Philip. The things he said, seeing the miracles he'd done, and uh, seeing the miracles which he had done. Here comes Philip. He's preaching, but he's also doing miracles. Why? He had to. Because had he not come to Samaria doing miracles, they would not have listened to the message. How do I know this? Because there was already a man in the city named Simon. Simon was also doing miracles. The Bible says, if you read that, that all the city gave heed unto Simon for the things which he had done. For he hath bewitched the town with his sorceries. But in came a true man of God. In came an apostolic, Jesus-named baptism man of God. And the Bible says he was doing miracles. And when he was doing miracles, it was so great that the people came to him. And the Bible says when they believed his preaching concerning the things of God, they were baptized, both men and women, in the name of Jesus Christ. Peter and John come down, pray for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. 
Simon, the one that had bewitched the city, seeing that they also had great power, says, man, I thought I had power until I saw true power of God. I thought I had, I thought I had a hold on the city until I saw what true power is. Let me tell you something. The reason God wants to give the church power is because the world is so bound by the sorceries of the enemy that when they walk into an apostolic church and they feel true power and they feel true glory, they say, man, I gotta have what this church has. I gotta have that Jesus. I've gotta have repentance. I've gotta be washed in the blood of Jesus. You know, in Luke 15, 7, it says joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents. Verse 10 of the same chapter says, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. On earth, a miracle of my friend will capture four million views in a matter of two months. That's pretty quick. I remember we thought, yeah, let's put it up on social media and see what happens. Hour later, my camera people hate it when I walk around my church. Like, come on, Pastor, just slow down here a minute. Appreciate our. If it weren't for our camera and sound people, we wouldn't be able to ca- capture this gospel and send it out to the world, would we? Right. I thought, you know what? Let's just put it on social media and see what happens. Hour later, I get a phone call, Pastor, that video's got 30,000 views. I'm like, is that good? Like, yeah, it's pretty good. Four million people in two months have seen a miracle on earth. But I want to ask you this. How many angels are there? Do I have theologians tell me how many angels there are? The Bible says that when one sinner repents, there is joy in the presence of God's holy angels. Now, if if I can think of this right... That doesn't mean the angels that are camped around about Potscam, Mississippi. But when one sinner releases their hold on that pew and comes down that aisle and bows their knee or raises their hand and turns from their sin and repents for what they're going through, the Bible says that every angel in heaven begins to rejoice about what happened in Potts Camp, Mississippi. Can I tell you, there's something that the heaven says is greater than miracles. That's when one sinner turns from their sin and makes Jesus Christ the center of their life. I want if we just raise our hands and thank the Lord right now. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Come on, one miracle on earth and people are hitting like, like, like. But when one sinner repents, heaven is share that, share that, share that. Like, like, like. Why? Because there's something greater than miracles. There's something greater than miracles. I want to show you a couple pictures. A couple pictures here. I'll be closing here in a few minutes. So we have some energetic young men in our church that decided we're going to go out evangelizing. And so what they decided to do was set up a, a booth outside of a dispensary. Dispens- dispensary? Dispensary, where they sell marijuana. In Michigan, it's legal to sell marijuana out of stores. Facts, they advertise, we, we give away free weed. You know. So, is there a picture? Should we have a picture? Put that picture up by? So, a couple of our guys. A couple of our guys say, need weed? We have something better. Just ask. 
And so Kevin said, what you guys selling? I said, we're selling something better than weed. We're talking about Jesus Christ. They began to talk to him, and he said, oh, I've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. And so I said, man, he came to Wednesday at Bible study. We're so excited. And I said, let's get him baptized. He came down. He repented. Let's get him baptized. They get up there to get ready. And someone comes running down and says, Pastor, there's no water in the baptismal tank. The baptistry had emptied out. <laughs> the devil will do anything he can to stop people from getting baptized in that name. So I have a friend that's about 15 minutes away from the church, and we took him over to his heated swimming pool. And we got the next picture here. Kevin says, I want to be baptized. Let's, let's go to the next one. Comes out of the water. That didn't get... 100 views, I don't think. Didn't maybe get 100. I don't know how many likes of God. I don't know how many likes of God. But you know what? It doesn't matter to God because there are angels in heaven that rejoice all that night when a man looking for marijuana ended up turning his life around and said, you know what? There's something greater than drugs. There's something greater than alcohol. There's something greater than fornication and adultery. And his name is Jesus Christ. I don't know what you're looking for, but I'm telling you tonight, there's something better than this world has to offer. I wish I could tell you that Kevin was still worshiping with us. He doesn't come every service, but that matters to God. And guess what? We're working with people, and we're working with imperfect people. Praise God, because we're all imperfect. There is no perfect people, but oh, praise God, when someone that's broken and undone can walk into our church, there's people that can rally around them and say, hey, it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. There is a God of mercy. There's a God of peace. There's a God of hope. There's hope in the house of God. I stole this best western towel out of the out of best western. He has to wipe my nose. I'm wiping my forehead up here, folks. I want to share one more picture and we'll be done. Uh, uh, is there another picture right here? Sarah Cho. Sweet Sarah. She came to our church two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two days before this picture, before her visit to our church, she was in South Korea. She teaches English in South Korea. And in South Korea, she saw a video of a man whose sight was restored in the waters of baptism. Wow. Sarah had already prayed and God had filled her with the Holy Ghost, just praying on her own. No one told her about it. She had the Holy Ghost already. And when she saw the power of that video and a man being healed in Jesus' name, she decided to come visit her mom who lives about 15 minutes from our church. And that morning she came in and she was baptized in Jesus' name all the way from South Korea. I'm telling you folks, there's power in the name of Jesus. This world is coming alive. You better get a hold of it. Jesus is making a difference in our world. There's power in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ. I wonder if we all stand to our feet right now. I wonder if we all stand to our feet. It'd be all right if we just raise our hands and begin to give the Lord some praise right now. Oh, Jesus. Come on, God wants to pour out a miracle. But more than that, God wants to talk to a sinner right now. God wants to talk to someone that's bound by depression and oppression. God wants to talk to someone that feels like there's no hope. I'm telling you, you've come to the right service. You've come to the right place. Jesus Christ is standing by and he wants to do something than a miracle. He wants to wash away your sins. Please remain standing. Please remain standing. On oh, the day of Pentecost, they're all one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven and rushing mighty wind and filled all the house they're sitting. And a miracle happened. 
They all began to speak different languages. It had stopped everyone in their tracks. It was a miracle. And Peter, taking that opportunity, began to preach the message. The only reason the Lord poured it out like that is to get all those different people in one place so he could give them the message. He said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. There's a big word that follows that, for. F-O-R. It's a conjunction between baptizing Jesus Christ and remission. The only way you can get your sins remitted is in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Listen, to tonight I pray that miracles happen. I pray that God pours out something so miraculous that you go back to your doctor and your doctor's amazed and comes back to church with you. But more importantly than that, what we're looking for is someone that feels they have no hope. They would come down the front and raise their hands and say, Lord Jesus, tonight I give myself over to you. Tonight I want to be baptized. Tonight I want new life in that more abundantly. I'm telling you, there's something greater than miracles. So they heal a man, gate called Beautiful. And while they're debating over whether or not they should use the name of Jesus, Peter takes that time and begins to preach to the people about Jesus Christ because that's what it's all about. It's not just about the miracle and everyone goes, I'm happy, there's got to be a message preached. And the Bible says in 4 or 4 of Acts that there was added about 5,000 people that believed. One miracle. 5,000 people believed. And I want to know, I know you have great leadership, but great leadership can't win, do this by themselves. I want to know Bethlehem Church in Potscamp, Mississippi, when God pours out these miracles, are you ready from people from Korea? Are you ready from people from the drug house? Are, because listen, it's more than miracles. It's about the saving of souls. And I'm telling you, God has got in Potscamp just like he is in Clawson, Michigan. And I want to know, are we ready when God brings us those that are broken? Because they preached the message. Because they preached the message. If you want to know how this man stands whole before you, let it be known in the name of Jesus Christ, this man stands here whole. But he doesn't stop at the healing. He doesn't stop at the miracle. He goes, oh, neither is there salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Hey, greater than knowing about miracles, I know the name of Jesus. I was baptized in the name of Jesus. My sins were washed away in the name of Jesus Christ. And today... Today, if you're feeling hopeless, if you're feeling like today was your last service, you don't know where to go. I'm telling you, there are no accidents with God. God has allowed you to come here tonight because he wants to change your life. He wants to, he wants to transform you and turn you into a new creature. He wants to take away the world's influences and pour his spirit into your life today. So today, with whatever need you have, I believe because the Lord's here, that the power of God can perform a miracle in your life. If you've got a sickness in your body, if you've got something that you need God to touch, tonight by faith, I wonder if you step out. When you make that move towards that altar, you're telling the Lord, God, I believe you're in this house. And I believe what I'm going through. Our leaders, our men of God are gonna be start praying for these people that are here. But not only that, if you need something from life, if you need a change, if you want to turn away from sin and turn to the Lord Jesus, I'm going to ask you to make your way to the front. Tonight's the night that God can change your life forever. Can we do that right now? Come on, let's be transparent. 
Let's let God do something in our hearts tonight. Come on, can we do that right now? Here we are, Jesus. Come on, come on, ministry, help me here. Come on. Come on, miracles are in this place. Come on, if you need a touch in your body, we'll pray for you in Jesus' name right now. Come on, he's here moving right now. He's here moving.
I want to say one more thing. I want, I didn't finish up about Sarah. <clears throat> Sarah was with us for two weeks and she's leaving this Sunday to go back to South Korea. And we had lunch with her on Tuesday, me and my wife. And as the revelation of the Jesus name baptism began to unfold in her eyes when she saw the need for that. She says, Pastor, I, didn't really, I wasn't really going to get baptized, but I've been memorizing the book of John. And she goes, this week I memorized John chapter 3, verse 5. And she said, I never knew the importance of baptism so much as for what I learned and then what I did at your church in Jesus' name, baptism. But she looked at me and my wife, and she says, but Pastor, if this is true, there's so many people that are lost. There's so many people that are lost. This is a young girl that is no apostolic. She just knows the love of God. She's been baptized. I gave her two little Bible studies into his marvelous light. I said, Sarah, you now have a responsibility. You're going back to South Korea. I'm giving you two Bible studies here. It starts with you because you are a difference maker. You can make a difference. And I said, I'll make you a promise. I'll make you a promise, Sarah. You start telling people about Jesus and teaching this Bible study, I promise you I'll bring a, peop, a group of people over and we'll have, a, we'll have some church in South Korea in the name of Jesus. It, would there be anyone from Potscamp, Mississippi say, hey, pastor, I go to Korea. I go to Korea. But we must have the same weight as that girl had on her shoulders every day when we realize, but there are so many people that are lost. It ought to ruin our sleep. It ought to make us sick to think there's so many people that are lost. And the mission doesn't have to start in Korea. The mission starts right across the street. It starts with your neighbor. It starts with telling your friends that Jesus Christ is the only hope that this world has. Can I end in prayer? Do you want to say something, Brother Hughes? You want to take it? I'd like to end with prayer and pray a blessing on the church. I pray that God would put a burden on us, that we would think differently, that we'd act differently, that Lord God, in our thoughts, we're not just going to go about our day, but God, we're going to think about all the people that are lost and what your blood means and what you did for them. Lord, we have the answer. We have the message. Let us not be afraid or ashamed. Let's pray, Lord Jesus, right now, if it starts anywhere, let us start right here in Potts Camp, Mississippi. Lord God, I pray a burden upon this church that God would never think the same again, Lord. That we would never, God, just go about our day as usual. But Lord, let us see people as you see people. Let us see, Lord, the hopeless as you see them. But you, Lord, can give them hope. God, I pray for a boldness to sweep from the left to the right, front and back of this church. That God that we would have the boldness to speak your word and speak your name and tell this world there's hope. They don't have to die in drugs and despair, but there is a God that came to give life and that more abundantly. I pray for the leadership of this church, for bishop to pastors and youth pastors and workers and saints of the church. God, this church is a difference maker here in Potscamp, this area, and I pray for a Holy Ghost revival would sweep. Let us get a Bible study started. Let's, let's talk, tell someone about Jesus because, God, that's the only thing that matters. We can't take our job with us. We can't take our money with us. The only thing we can take with us is what we've done for you and who we brought with us. We give you the praise and glory for all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Put your hands together and give God the glory. How many enjoyed Miracle Tonight? Miracle Night Tonight. Amen. Amen. Why don't we give God praise for everything that He's done in this place? Come on. All over this place, He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Why don't you let Him know that He's worthy? Hallelujah. 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 Somebody ought to shout hallelujah, the highest praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ,
Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. The Bible says now is the day of salvation. Now, right now. Somebody say right now. Amen. You don't need to wait till Sunday. You don't need to wait till people can come and watch you. We'll come and watch you. Or if you don't want nobody back there, that's okay. But we know that, that the Bible says you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And tonight is the night. Amen. Amen. Thank God for everything he's done. I believe there were several filled with the Holy Ghost tonight. And I'm, I'm believing for great reports that's about to come from this. Amen.